Okay, good morning. So we are on Chof Aleph Amr Beis, the fourth line from the top. The share should be for continued uh, Shemira from Hashem for our brothers and sisters, and for a refuah shleim for those who have been injured, and for all Israel and a quick and speedy return unharmed for our brothers in captivity. Okay. So Amr Lebeis So we're going to discuss today the concept of Shomea Kaona. Shomea Kaona, we're going to get to in a couple minutes, but basically means when you listen to something, is that tantamount uh, to actually um, performing as if you said it yourself? So as a way of introduction, let's see. Gemara says, Huna You go to Shul, you walk into Shul, Shul starts 745, uh, you, you're a little behind. And they already started Shimon Esrei. And now you have to decide, if you start Shimon Esrei, are you going to be in time to say with Modim, with Chazar Sashas? So if now you're, let's say, three, four minutes behind, and they already started Shimon Esrei, and then while you're still davening Shimon Esrei, they're going to start the repetition of Shimon Esrei. And you're not going to be done with Shimon Esrei before the Chazan reaches Modim. Everyone understand? Mm-hmm. So says, if that's the case, if you are able to complete your silent Shmona Esra, your silent Shmona Esra, before the Chazan gets up to Modim in his repetition, you should start. Yispala, start Shmona Esra. But in Lav, if you find that they have like a five to six minute head start, and they're likely going to start Chazas uh, Hashas in the next 30 to 45 seconds, Ali Spilo, don't daven. Because if you can't, we're going to see that if you can't bow down with the chazan at the same time, it looks like you're denying Hashem's existence. Bowing down during your Shemona Esrei is considered a hefsek, it's considered a pause, and you're not allowed to make a hefsek in your Shemona Esrei. So if you were to go ahead and stand still, you have to stop, you have to listen. But you can't bow down in your Shemona Esrei unless you're up to modim. So if the Chazan's up to Modim, and you're standing straight, and everyone else is bowing down, you're going to be standing out. looks like you are denying Hashem's existence. That's what the Gemara said. That is the opinion of Rav Huna. The bellwether is whether you're going to be up to Modim. At the same time, they are up to Modim. Right, so Rashi actually says here, Roas Kulam Karm, someone who sees everyone bowing down, for who ain't no Korea, but you yourself are not bowing. As if you are denying those who your friends are bowing down to, meaning the Rebona Shlolem. So the Gemara continues, Rabbi Shua ben Levi says a different opinion. The measure or the yardstick is not whether you're going to be up to modim at the same time as the Chazin, but rather, if you're not going to be able to stop and pause to hear Kedusha with him to say at the same time, then you should not stop. Uh, Yispal, if you can, if you can be done, but you're Shimon Esrei before they reach Kedusha, then stop. Vimlav, but if you're still going to be saying Shimon Esrei while they are saying Kedusha, Ali Yispal, you should not start Shimon Esrei. Rather, wait for Chazaris Hashats to be completed, and then you should start. So the Gemara says again. Rav Huna says the key is whether you're not you're going to be finished with Shimon Esrei by the time they get to Modim. Then you should start Shimon Esrei. If not, wait until they finish Modim and then start. Whereas Rav Shuban Levi says the key is Kedusha. If you could finish Shimon Esrei, you're silent before the Chazan gets up to Kedusha. Start Shimon Esrei. If not, wait till he says Kedusha. Then start your silent Shimon Esrei. The Gemara says, what are they arguing? What? 
What are they arguing? What is the machlok between Rabbi Huna who says the key is modim? Rabbi Shuab and Levi says the key is kedusha. But my kamifligi, what are they arguing? The Gemara says mar. In this case, Rav Huna. Rav Huna was the one who said modim is the key. Savar he holds yochid omer kedusha. A person doesn't need the chazin to say kedusha. You can actually incorporate the kedusha into your silent shmon esrei. Since you're allowed to daven shmon esrei and include the Kedusha into your own Shemona Esrei. So it doesn't matter what the, when the Chazan is going to say Shemona Esrei, as long as you can say Modim. But he holds that you can say Kedusha on your own, and therefore if you can say Kedusha on your own, you don't have to wait for the Chazan to finish Kedusha before you start Shemona Esrei. At what point do you think, what do you mean? Meaning in, in, in you your Shemona Esrei. You do your... Mechai Yemesim, and then you start Kedusha on your own. That's what he holds. Umar Savar, and the uh, Rabbi Shub and Levi, who says the key is Kedusha, ain't Yochanan Kedusha. You can't say Kedusha on your own, which is what you're more comfortable with, and therefore, that's why you have to wait for the Chazan to say Kedusha, and after he says Kedusha, then you start Yishman Esrei. Now, we'll get back to this in a second. Very, very important, actually. There's a very, very big machlokas here, Rashi and Tosfos, we'll get back to. Um, so, we'll, we'll hold that thought for a second. Gemara says, so assume that we hold, like Rabbi Shua bin Levi, that one cannot say Kedusha on their own in their own Shemon Esrei, and that's why you have to wait for the Chazin to finish Kedusha if you're not going to be finished with your own Shemon Esrei. By the time he gets to Kedusha, wait till the Chazin says Kedusha, then start. So why can one not say Kedusha on his own? Shenemar, v'nekdashdi b'soch b'nei Yisrael. I will, and Parshas and Amor says, I will be sanctified, says Hashem, in the, amongst B'nai Israel. And we learn from this Pasuk, any Dovra, called Dovra Shepik Dusha, lo yehein bepachos mesara. You cannot say something that's a Dovra Shepik Dusha, which Kedusha is, obviously. Anything that has, has the status of a Dovra Shepik Dusha, a holy item, cannot be said less than 10 people saying it together. It doesn't mean that you are in the presence of 10 people, you could say it by yourself because you're in the presence of 10 people. It means 10 people have to be saying it together. Demar says, my mashma, where do you know that this says that you need 10 people because it says, v'kadashti b'soch b'nei Yisrael. So Gemara says, Tani ravnina achua de rabbi chia baraba, in the following b'risa, asya, toch toch, we have a gzeir shava for the words toch, amongst, amongst. Ksiv hacha, over here, in this pasuk that we just quoted in Amor, it says, v'nekdashti b'soch b'nei Yisrael, I will be, says Hashem, sanctified amongst b'soch b'nei Yisrael. Uksiv hasam, and later on, by Korach, um, it says, he badlu, Hashem tells Moshe and Aaron, separate yourself, havdala, he badlu, bitoch ha'edazos, separate yourself from this Ada, from this congregation, meaning Korach v'edaso, so, just like there's referring to 10 people, here also must be referring to 10 people. What the Gemara leaves out is how do we know that the word Ada by Korach is referring to 10 people? So, the Gemara in Megillah, Davchav Gimel, which this Gemara leaves out, it talks about Ada. We also use the word Ada by the Miraglim. And the Miraglim calls them a negative Ada. And we know that they were 10 negative Miraglim. Yeshua and Kalev were the good Miraglim. So, there the word Ada is referring to 10. So the word Ada by Korach is referring to 10. Oh. Now we know, the Gemara leaves it out here, but the Gemara Megillah Tav Chav Gimel makes that Limud. So Ada refers to 10 people, we know that from the Raglim. So just as he badlum mitoch Ada hazos, since there Ada means 10, and Hashem says, separate yourselves from Korach, and it's used the word v'nikdashti besoch, we know that you always need 10, 10 people. Okay, before we go on any further, um, just a couple of points. Point number one, 
Why is modim considered so important? Kedusha, we know, is a Dovashah Bekdusha. So according to Rav Shub and Levi, you wait until the Chazin, if you're late and you're Shmon Esra, you're three, four minutes behind the Chazin, wait until he finishes Kedusha, and then you start Shmon Esra. That we could all swallow. Why modim? What's so significant about modim? So modim is very interesting. So let's start with the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, by Hash- when Hashem commands Moshe, to go ahead and do the first two makos. What does he tell him? He says, Vayom Hashem on Moshe, and Shmos Perk Zayin, Hashem says to Moshe, Emor el Aaron, he says to Moshe, Aaron, he says to Moshe, tell Aaron, Kach matcho, unete yotchal meimim mitzrayim, you should go ahead and tell him to go ahead and hit the waters of the Nile, al narosim ayareim valagmeim, all their waters, all their pools, all their lakes, al kol mikvah mimeim, anywhere there's a, there's a uh, gathering of water, v'yudam, v'yudam, v'chol eretz mitzrayim, why did Hashem tell Moshe specifically not to do the Makkah himself, not to initiate the Makkah by hitting both the water or, the next case, the ground for the Svardaya? So Rashi points out, of course, the Medrash we're all very familiar, familiar with. Em, oh, very good, Jack. Emoral Aaron, I'm sorry, I'm not wearing my context. The water protected Moshe when he was thrown in the basket in the Nile. It didn't turn him over. Alligators didn't devour him. And also, And similarly, the ground, the sand that allowed him time to escape when he killed and hid the Mitzri, buried the Mitzri, the Egyptian, that was torturing the Yidin, he hid him under the, the, sound, the, the sand, yeah. gave him at least a 24-hour head start before word got back to Paro. He was able to escape to Yisrael. So in order to show Hakara Satov to the waters that saved him, to the dirt, that sand that saved him, he was not allowed to strike the water for Dam. He was not allowed to strike the sand. Obvious question is, those what are inanimate... Yeah, those no, are... But what this has to do with modim? Well, don't you think I'm going to get to that point? <laughs> <laughs> You've been sitting with me for two years. You're sitting with me for two years, really? <laughs> so, so good. I'm glad everyone's in, curiosity's peaked. So, now, so they have inanimate objects. One other question. It's interesting that the Shem and of Bernard Weinberger, the Gemara in Baba Kama, he asked the following. Baba Kama, listen to the source that the Gemara brings to teach us the concept of Hakara Satov, right? An attitude of gratitude. He says the source is Do not hate an Edomite, because ultimately he is your brother. Do not hate a Mitzri, because you were a stranger in the land. The Chassam Sofer asks, why would you bring this all the way down from Devarim? We have a Pasuk in Shmos, much earlier, where Rashi learns out the fact that Moshe couldn't hit neither the, uh, the waters, couldn't strike the Nile, he couldn't hit the dirt. And the Medrash says, because he had to show a Karasatov. Why, says the Chassam Sofer, does Gemara and Baba Kama bring the source from Devarim, don't hate a Mitzri? It had an obvious answer three, three um, Sfarim earlier. So the Chassam Sofer says, because the least likely person you would think we would ever have to show a measure of gratitude is the Mitzrim, because they tortured us. But he says, before they tortured us, there was some good. They lived very comfortably in Goshen. So even when you think there's someone who doesn't deserve, even if there's a, if there's a, a modicum of gratitude, you, they, they, or, or, or niceness or generosity, they showed you that itself warrants, that itself warrants a Karasatov. 
So obviously, it would have been a more obvious choice to give the, the case my motion not striking the Nile or the dirt, but some sources says there's another built-in uh, lesson here that even when you typically think they don't deserve a karsatov, they often do, or you can often find something that they did. One other pasuk before we get to, uh, to answer Ayal's question. The pasuk in Shemos says, V'anshe kodesh tiyun, lin it says, you will be holy people to me. Basar basada when an animal is devoured in the wild, who do you give, lo it's a treifa, you can't eat it, who do you give the animal to? Dogs. Lakelev tashlichun so. You should give it to the dogs. Anyone know why we specifically mention the dogs here? Beautiful. They didn't bark. We have to give them akara satov. The obvious question is, the dogs that we show today are not the dogs that were silent 3,000 years ago. The water that saved Moshe is not necessarily the same water that saved Moshe today. And uh, when, when, sorry, when he was about to hit it, it was, it was many, many, many years earlier when he was an infant. So they're inanimate objects. It's not the same dog. Does the sand or the water really going to appreciate Akasatov? If I was to tell Jason, thank you very much, he would feel good. But if we're talking about sand or an object or a dog, an ancestor of a dog, how are they appreciating it? What's, what's the lesson to be learned? Cover Chala. Cover for Busha. Okay. Okay. So, so the question is, it's what? It's a reminder for us how it teaches us. It, right. It was for Moshe. Very good. It was for Moshe. It wasn't for, it wasn't for the recipient. It's for the giver. And, and the proof is as follows. It's a very, very beautiful thought here. We say moda ani every morning. What does the word moda mean, lehodot mean in Hebrew? Shh. We have our expert. To admit. And to? Give thanks. To thanks. Give thanks. Inherent in the Mention same the word. Name. The name Ayal Cohen. Gabai, Gabai of South Carolina, South Dakota, South, right? No, no. Okay, so, so, um, yeah, so, um, so the hodot mean the word moda, moda, when we give someone hoda thanks, we're not only giving them thanks, it's an admission. We admit, we admit we needed their help. It's a sign of humility. So, built in to the right, Leah had how many children did Leah have? Four. It says that Hapam uh, Odes Hashem, when she had her fourth, this time I'm going to thank Hashem. Why did she specifically thank her after Yehuda? Because she did the math. There were four Imahos, not four Imahos, but four wives of Yaakov. She knew there was going to be 12 Shvatim. Oh. Each one should have gotten three. three. <laughs> Calculator. Each one should have gotten three. Once she got her fourth, she said she got more than, any, than her, her rightful share. This time I'll thank Hashem. And the Gemara and Brachos that we already did in Dafsai and said, From the day, from the day that Hashem created the world, there was no one who thanked Hashem. Until Leah came and thanked Hashem. What's the obvious question? Avram preceded her. Yitzchak, Yak, really, they never thanked Hashem? So many answers are given. One is that no one thanked her, no one thanked Hashem publicly. She named him Yehuda, but no one thanked him publicly. The Ksav Sofer says, the child of the Ksav Sofer, says that she was the first to thank Hashem for a natural phenomenon. Everyone was always thanking for Nisim and Aflos. She thanked him for a natural phenomenon. But whatever the reason is, of all the Shvatim that we could have been named, we are named Yehudim. It's built in our fabric to give thanks. That's what we are. We are people of Akara Satov. Wow. That is built in. We're not called the Uvenim. Zvulunim and Naftalim would have probably been hard. 
but we could have had other ones. But we're called Yehudim. We are Yehud. That's what they call us, right? We are built into us. We give thanks. It's an admission that we need someone. And that's why Modim says, the Avudraham, you cannot outsource Modim. You have to say Modim yourself. When it comes to giving thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the only part of Chazar Sashats that the, that the Tzibor is, is involved in is Modim, giving thanks. You can't outsource giving thanks. It doesn't have the same impact. We just said the impact is on the person who's giving the thanks, Moshe. Not on the Nile, not on the dog, not, not by the dog, and not on the sand. It's for us. And if you were to outsource, if, I, if the Chazin was to say it, it wouldn't have the same meaning because it would be someone else saying it. It's not for the recipient, it's for the one giving the thanks. So now we understand why Modim is so critical that Rabbi, that Rabbi Huna says, if you can't time yourself, that for those who came late, the Gemara says, if you're coming to shul late and you start Shema Nasserai three, four minutes behind the Chazin, if by the time you, if you can't finish your Shema Nasserai, by the time he gets up to Modim, don't start. Because you have to say Modim with him. And the other opinion is, if you can't get to Modim, if you can't finish your Shema Nasserai, by the time the Chazar, the Chazin gets to Kedusha, don't start. So we understand that one. Well, why Modim? So now we understand a little bit more why Modim is so important. It's really to change us. It gives us perspective on what it is to have an attitude of gratitude. So yeah. why, why the Modim? Why the Modim of the Chazan is different than the Modim of the Klal? Because we already said that, we already said that Modim before. And, oh, okay. and in our science one essay, so we changed it up a little bit. Just we said yesterday, you can't repeat the essay until you're going to be mechadish something. Remember we said yesterday? Yeah. So if you're going to repeat it, you don't repeat the same paragraph, but you change it up a little bit. But in any event, okay, so now. Now let's discuss the following. This is a, a critically important topic, and that is the topic of Shomea Ka'ones. So we discussed also now what actually happens, la halacha, if we are davening Shmon Esrei and Chazin, and they start a Chazar Sashatz, and they get up to Kedusha. What are we supposed to do? Everyone, blurt it out. Stop and listen. Stop and listen. So by stopping and listening, it's as if we said it. So before we get to this, there's a generalized concept called Shomea Ka'onah. Let's just interpret the words. Shomea, if I hear it, it's as if I answer it. We're not talking about when you say Amen. The Rambam says if you say Amen, you actually get credit for saying it. We're not saying that saying Amen is... We're just talking about if you don't say Amen, you actually just listen. The classic example is Megillah. Right? We have, a, we have an obligation of Kriyasa Megillah. We don't all read our own Megillah. Some follow along in a real cloth. Most don't. But we rely on the Chazin, on the Balkore, to go ahead and to fulfill our obligation through Shemia Ka'onath. Listening is tantamount to saying it yourself. Let's understand the mechanism. So it's a very, very important machlokas here. Rashi, I'll tell you outside. In the first Tosos, a very, very important Tosos on the top. Um, Rashi says what we should do, and this is how we paskin, stop, if the Chazin is up to Kedusha, stop and listen. And he says, your Yotze the Kedusha through Shomea Ka'ona, through listening is tantamount to hearing. Tosos says it works so well if Shomea is actually like you're saying it, then it's a hefsek. You're actually saying Kedusha. So Tosa says you can't stop. And actually quotes Rabbeinu Tam and the re Rabbeinu Tam, right, was Rashi's grand, one of the three grandsons. And he says you cannot stop because if you stop, he says as follows. He says, um, It's such a good answer, meaning as if you're actually speaking 
that it's a hefsek. So he says the Olam actually all these years does stop. He says stop, but don't have in mind to fulfill Kedusha. That's what Rabbeinu Tam says. So let's try to understand first the source of it and how Shomei Kona works and we'll apply it to different areas of Shas. Very, very important, Allah Lamaisa, how we understand this. And there are so many fascinating applications that we will get to shortly. Okay. So the Gemara actually says in, in Sukkah, Daflam and Ches, it says, If I heard something but I didn't respond, what is the halacha? This is in Sukkah, Daflam and Ches. That is the source of the halacha of Shomea Kaona. And it says, Amalu Chachikimai, all the Chachamim, they learned the followers. It says, Shomav Lo'ana, if I heard something, but I didn't answer, I didn't respond, Yotza, I am Yotze. Where do we learn this from? It says in Malachim, tucked away in Malachim Beis, Perechot Beis, Pasuk Tezayin, is the source for Shomea Ka'ona, which has Shas-wide implications. The Pasuk says there as follows, Esadvarma Shekara Yoshio, the things that Yoshiahu read, and the Gemara says, Yoshio Ka'on, they had a whole thing about Chulda and Aviyah, that B'nai Yisrael were misbehaving, and the bad things are going to happen, and the Gemara says that Yoshio read everything from the Torah. Falok Shofan Karan. It wasn't Yoshio that read it. It was his advisor Shofan that read it. Gemara said, Shofan. It's called from Elif Melech. It says Shofan read it for Yoshio, and yet it gives Yoshio credit. Since Yoshio heard it from Shofan, the 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 uh, the Nevi'im, uh, the Sefer attributes as if he himself said it. That is the source tucked away in Malachim Beis. So again. Let's see now how we can understand Shomea Kaona. There are actually three ways to understand it, but first we're gonna, we're gonna use the first two and then we'll get to the third one later. The first way to understand it is as follows. The Torah gives us a, a special, unique way, teaches us a new din, that Shmia, that, that listening, I can achieve, let's say, talking through my listening. It's not that, that constitutes an aniyah. In other words, my talking, my talking will actually be as if I, my, sorry, my listening will be as if I'm saying something. Shomei Kona works. My listening, it's a new halacha that Torah is teaching us in halacha, in shas. <coughs> Excuse me. If I listen, it's as if I said it. Now, the other ways of understanding it is no. Shmia listening is not tantamount to actually speaking. The Torah basically gives us a, 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 a new halacha that... I don't have to actually speak, but anything I can achieve through speaking, I can achieve through listening. But it's not that listening equals Dibor. It's just that wherever I need to speak, if I listen, it accomplishes the same thing. But it's not that listening is transformed into a Maisa Dibor, into an act of speaking. How does this apply? Tosfo says if you stop and listen, it's as if you were mafsik and you can't therefore listen and stop and have in mind to be Yotzei Kedusha. Because according to Tosfo, and this is the, the way the Nodi Behuda understands this, the Tzlach is discussed on the stuff, this is how he understands the Machlokas Rashi and Tosfo. It's very important, so let's just make sure we understand this. If it's actually like you're speaking, the way Tosfo understands, that listening is now defined as speaking, then you actually spoke during your silence from Esrei, you spoke Kedusha. Therefore, it's a hefsek. He says, therefore, don't stop, listen, and have in mind to fulfill, to fulfill Kedusha. Rashi would understand the first way, that it's not like you're actually speaking. All it is is the Torah gave us a new mechanism. Listening will achieve whatever speaking achieves. So let's see how this applies to different areas. It's actually fascinating. 
The Tzlach says, based on the way he understands this, that the Nodu Yehuda Recheska Landau, the Tzlach, if you remember, was a sefer called Siyam and Chaya. He wrote on the Chumish a uh, sefer in his mother's name, Chaya, Tziyam and Chaya, abbreviated as the Tzlach, the same as Rabbi Cheska Landau, he wrote the Nodu Yehuda, the Dagam Ravav Analacha. So a, a lot of different, um, a lot of different svarim by the well-known uh, Nodu Yehuda. He says as follows, let me give you another Nafkamina. He says, if someone missed a night, Someone missed the night during the Sphira. They missed night number 10. And now, night number 11, we know we can't count with a bracha. So I asked my guy, Ayal, I know he never misses because he makes Marv every night. He's never going to miss. So I go to Ayal on, on night number 11. Have me in mind for the bracha, and then I'll count. But I'll have in mind, I'll listen. Is that okay? So he says, it depends. If you understand that listening now is tantamount and as if I actually said it, it's not good, because then as if I said the bracha. That's the way Tosos understands it, right? If, if my listening actually is, achieves as my speaking, then my listening to Ayal's bracha is as if that I said it myself. And that would be a problem. So it's important if we under, how to understand, because there, there are halachic implications, halachic nafkaminas, to understand how this, this halacha works. Shumei Kone? Yeah, if you're, if you're Mekayin the Mitzvah. Great question. Yes, yes. The Gemara, that's what we all do Megillah. Yeah, so that's, that that's sort of uh, you know, negates a good the, question, the but... emphasis to, uh, to do it. You know, you, you, I can just listen. I don't have to do it. I can spend my life listening to brachas. Right. So, no. So it doesn't always work. So, halacha is different, but uh, there are things the Russia says it doesn't work for my brachas. And there's certain things it doesn't apply. Now, some, we, we do, if you can't make it, if you can't bench, of course you listen to someone. It's always better to do on your own. But there are certain cases, and that's your Mikra Megillah, not all of us can read from Megillah. So, but the Gemara doesn't seem to say it's a Bidi Evan. So here's a fascinating, here's a fascinating question. There, the uh, Beis HaLevi um, quotes a Chacham Echad. Some people think it's the Nitziv. He quotes, he was asked by a certain person, or he said, excuse me, a certain person wanted to make the following Kiddush. He said, if a Kohen, for whatever reason, is lazy one morning, and he says to his buddies, have me in mind... When you go up in Duchen, I'm going to sit in the back. I, I, not talking about where he can't, he's hoarse. Let's just say he's, he's lazy, he's tired, he doesn't want to go up. On, Duchen is a platform, right? It's not the actual act of benching. Duchen is the platform. They may, we call Duchen when they go up the platform. But Nesiyas Kapayim. So one Kohen says to his other Kohen, any other Kohen here besides Ayal? Alan's not here. So if Alan was to ask you one day and say, Ayal, do me a favor, have me in mind, would he be Yotzei? So this Chacham Echad that some people think is an Itziv says, yes, it should work right, through Shemei Ka'ona. If, if, if Alan, who was sitting in, in was to listen to, to Ayal, then he would be Yotze his Dochening through Ayal. So the Beis HaLevi says that I have a big problem with that because he quotes the Gemara. Listen to this Gemara. The Gemara discusses in Sota Daf Lamenches, we it says, Kosovarchu is B'nai Israel. That's the Pasuk in Naso. Right? This is how you will bless B'nai Israel. I keep on putting my, these are not my readers, my regular glasses. Okay. Kosivarchu, Belashan HaKodesh. We learn out so many different Limudim from Kosivarchu. Commanded, this is how you will bless B'nai Israel. The first one is Belashan HaKodesh. Number two, Ba'amida. Kosivarchu means you have to stand. We discussed this in the past. How are we allowed to go, right? You, any, any czar, any non-Kohen is not allowed to give us bracha. There's an Isser to go ahead and give the Dukhaning if you're not a Kohen. So the Vilna Gonis, how do we go ahead and give our, our children every night, uh, every Friday night? So here it says Ba'amida. It says when you give it, you, when the Kohanim Duchen, you have to give it Ba'amida, standing. 
So that's why many people, I have to do one hand instead of two hands, but I sit and I give one hand because if you were actually to stand and do two hands, you probably would violate the issue of giving the, uh, the CS Kapayim, a, a non-Kohen. I'm Kohen, but not, my name was Kushnitsov. Thank God it was changed. I'm not a real Kohen. Chai never would have married me with the last names. Kushnitsov? Shh. <laughs> I said it once. You don't have to say it twice. Yeah. It's enough. It's enough. I have kids to marry off. <laughs> so anyway, so so Kohen, so I'm not a Kohen. So so the Vilna Gon says if you sit it, if you say sitting down, you don't violate it. Because here we learn out that the bracha is supposed to be specifically ba'amida. Number three, it says b'shem amaforash. You actually say the name. It goes on, goes on to give other ones, and then the last one says kosevarchu bekol ram. You have to do it with a booming voice. Now I know why you're going. Right? It has to be bekol ram. It has to be with a booming voice. Says the Beis Halevi, shomea kaona will work to transfer the actual words, but you can't transfer the kiyum of bekol ram. Because at best, kol ram means a loud kol ram, a loud, like a megaphone, like a loud booming voice. He says, if shomer ka'ona works, the mechanism will allow as if I said, the Nesias, if I hear it, it's as if I said it, but I said it balachash. I said it whisper. I, I didn't actually articulate or verbalize. You can't transfer the additional aspect that's built into duchening of kol ram loud through the act of shomer ka'ona. So he disagreed with this Chacham Echad, who said that the, that the um, second Kohen is sitting in the, in the back can be Yotze through his friends, because you can, the, in addition to the obligation to give the bracha, there's an added element of, an added element of Kol Ram. Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank, who's Rabbi Sachs, who's hopefully going to give a share in a couple weeks again, his uh, great-grandfather, grandfather, great-grandfather, I forget, um, brought another example. We know that by Mikra Megillah, we rely on the chazin, except we say a few psukim, but that's just to be together. Oh, we say a seris b'nei haman. Why do we say a seris b'nei haman? Why do we, the tzibor, go ahead and, and mention the ten names of haman, the sons? We do it in a specific way. B'neshima achas. You have to say it in one breath. Says the rugged shaver, the tzafnas panech, the rugged shaver says, there's a halacha, the Ramos says, that we all say b'neshima achas. So he brings the tzafnas paneach, the ragachavah, this is Rav Pesach Frank, that that is the only part that will not, we cannot fulfill through shomea ka'one. Besides the part of shomea ka'one, that you have to hear the words of Megillah, there's a separate halacha. By, by duchning, it's kol ram. By Megillah, it's neshima achas. It's one breath. The, the actual words can transfer from the mouth of the chazin to me. But the act of neshim achas, that's not words. That's not, our, our, that's not through the transfer of words. Or kol ram. Those are additional aspects to built into those mitzvahs that cannot be attributed or, or transported to the, to the listener. So there too is another example where you can be yotze through mikra megillah, but not neshim achas, we have to say it. You can be yotze through nesias kapayim, but you won't fulfill the obligation of kol ram. And therefore, says the Beis Alevi, I disagree with the Schacham Echad because you can't go ahead and, and uh, transfer uh, that, that additional obligation. Is it, is it that, or could it be that it's being said so quickly that you could uh, theoretically miss it? Very easily. 
I don't. I don't think you're gonna miss it. I mean, we. I, it, How do you miss it? Well, I mean, I don't think that. I don't think. To be honest, I don't think that's the issue. I think. Uh, I, I don't really think you'll miss it. Assuming you have to get the kids under control. No, no, you don't. Have to be, you don't say amen. Ania, see, amen is as if you said the brachas. That doesn't work by shemayek kana. Shemayek kana just means you listen. Why, why can't why can't you have somebody say brachas tefillin while you sit down to fill in and, and listen? To we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Give me two minutes. We'll get okay. to that. I'll give you three. Thank you. No, I, the, the easy answer for that is because that's begufo. That that that's that's. A, but we'll get back to that. So, yeah. When you're listening to Megillah, you're supposed to say the ten names of Haman with the. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah the Ramah says that. That's in the halacha. I don't do it in the show. But you're supposed to say. It. I know. You're supposed so, to say. It. Isn't, that, isn't that part of the mitzvah of not forgetting Amalek? Yeah. 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 Like you don't hear like a whole rumble of people saying it usually during the. You start it. <laughs> you start it. Clap. Ronnie just started movements. Clap. No, I always use that, but here I started when I when here they don't. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, but you're supposed to. Say, the Ramah says you're supposed to. And let me ask a question. So how can we actually understand this chachamechad? Assuming it might be that it's safe for some chachamechad. How can we understand why would it transfer? He says the Koran would transfer. So there's a third understanding in how to understand in how to understand um, Kona, and that is the Chazanish. He says as follows. It's almost like there's a shutfus, a partnership created. If Ayal says something and I listen, that binds us. Some people say it works through shlichos, that it works through the concept of just like I can go ahead and I could fulfill, right, if I give a blazer a, a, a dollar to put in the, in the pushka. Exactly. Where else? So if it's shaliach, then it works, then it, it binds me to him, then I could possibly fulfill even more than just the verbiage, just the articulation. The proof is as follows. There's a question, the chasam sofer, uh, well, let's as follows. The chazanish says as follows. There's a tosos and pasachim that says that one person can be motzi everybody for kiddush, Right? We were here Friday night. If Rabbi Goldberg made kiddush, now I am to have made my own kiddush. A lot of people didn't, but you can, he had in mind, and they had in mind is perfect. Tosos asked the following question: Part of the mitzvah of kiddush is actually holding it on a over a cup of wine. Does every single person, asked Tosos, who is listening to Rabbi Goldberg's kiddush Friday night, must they have their own cup of wine? He could transfer the words to them, Shomea Kona. But the actual physical act, the added element of holding a cup of wine, how does that transfer through the bracha? Isn't that why they put out these little cups of wine? Oh, good. So he knows the Gemara, yeah. So, <laughs> so basically, so that was Tosos' question. And, and so the Chazunish says, if you understand that it works through a shutfos, a shlichos, meaning that there's a, 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 a connection, a, a bonding, so it's much more than just the verbiage. If he's my shaliach, or works through shutfos, then anything he does gets transferred to me. So that would include the kol ram, that went, by duchening, that would include holding the cup. Because if he's my shaliach, he's doing everything. Shalichim always do physical acts. If you give them money for me, and so I'm yotze and you're yotze. The Gemara says you can even be makadish a woman for me, right? You can, you, you can accomplish kiddushin for someone else. Now, they don't recommend that you should see the woman beforehand, but make sure, you know, you're attracted to each other. But theoretically, you can accomplish shlichos, a kiddushin for someone else through shlichos. So we always attribute physical acts through shlichos. So the Chazani says it's pa- and therefore, if, if it does, if it acts through shlichos, then, or shutfos, a combination, uh, uh, you know, a partnership, then you can transfer much more. So we saw three possible ways to understand how Shumei works. That should work for more than two, shouldn't it? 
Yeah, but modim is not an act. Modim is an act of giving thanks. It's very different, right? We, we just spoke about modim is really there to transform the person saying it. So if I'm, I have one AirPod in and I'm listening to him half-heartedly, it doesn't really, doesn't accomplish the same. We're talking about an act of you make kiddish and you're holding a cup of wine. I'm not holding a cup of wine. You know, you said it and you said it through a very booming voice. You said dochening. So that's part of the mitzvah itself. That, to effectuate... Uh, a, a change in us, uh, uh, you, you, you know, you have to say modim yourself. So the, either it's that it actually creates a new, it's as if you spoke, that's the way Tosva says, and that's why he would recommend stop, not stopping. Tosva says we do stop when you hear Kedusha, just don't have in mind to actually to be Yotze. Um, it's interesting, by the way, he says Rabbeinu Tam would start Shemona Esrei, even if the Chazin wouldn't finish, if he thought he would reach Modim at the same time as the, as the Chazin, because then he would bow down and it wouldn't look like he was bowing down to, to, the same, uh, to the same God that everyone else was bowing down. Raji says, it doesn't effectuate, it's not an actual Dibor. Ania is not like, it's Ka'ona. It's like you answered. It's not that you actually answered. So the Halacha here is that, according to Tzlach, that the Rashi would say that Whatever we can accomplish through talking, you can accomplish through hearing. The Torah gives us a special way out. But it's not that A equals B. A accomplishes B. Listening accomplishes what talking would, man, would require. But it's not that same thing. Therefore, if you stop and listen, it's not a half sake. Stop and listen to Kedusha, which is what we, we go ahead and do. And the third possibility is that's much more than that. There's an actual bondage. There's an actual shutfus. Uh, and therefore, it might transfer some of the physical acts as well, more than just, and that's the way the Chazanish explains it, and we saw it by Duchening, we saw it by Nishim Achas, by Mikro Megillah, by holding, by holding cups of wine. One last, last very interesting item, and that is, Rav Moshe Feinstein was asked whether you can count someone in a minion, unrelated to what, there's a new topic, a 30-second topic, if you can um, count someone who is Machal Shabbos B'Farhesia as part of a minion. If you are someone who literally goes ahead and Moses' lawn on Shabbos, and, and purposely in front of the whole community, Moses' lawn on Shabbos. Sunday, the guy shows up and puts on tefillin. Okay, whatever, it might happen. So, he, and he's number 10. Can you count him as part of a minion? So Ramosha says, in his greatness, he says, at this week's, uh, this week's, today's daf, what we just did, where did we see the source for Ada for 10 people? Davosha Bekdusha? By Anshe Korach. Korach was the, we, we had Ada. There's no bigger rebel, re, uh, rebellers, revolters than Korach. They were the definition of being kofar, uh, denying Hashem in public. And yet we've learned the source of Dovashepek Dushin, Pachos Meyasara, from Bnei Korach. You can count the guy in a minion. Have a wonderful day. Maybe he's doing, yeah, yeah. Wow.